Okay. Lori, I am an addict. Same girl's mine. <laughs> okay, I got I got it. I gotta have a little confession before we get Don't started. Don't start yourself on a bad note. We're starting off on a bad note. I'm on a bad note in life. Heather <laughs> Why did you say my name like that? Heather <laughs> Archer. <laughs> it's <not> Archer. <laughs> Archer's the name of her son. It's not my nickname. But in October of 2021, I downloaded an app called AppBlock, which I've talked about in the podcast, yeah. right? So unlike iPhone users whose system kind of saves that data, uh-huh. Android users only get one report a week. And I think it goes the way of the dodo after it's like, hey, you got a problem. Okay. But this AppBlock tracks it regardless of what the, the software does of your phone, right? So I was looking at the statistics. So every day it gives you a, a daily report of how long you were on the social media apps you wanted to track. I can track any app on my phone and add it so to a roster. you have it. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I added Pinterest even though I don't use it. <laughs> okay. And Reddit. Are you on Reddit? All the time. I lost my login and never, never logged in since. You haven't taken the last class class. Last class class. class. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay, so, uh, guess how much? Podcast land. Corey knows. How many hours have I been on those major social media channels? Yes, I get it. I get that Facebook is my job, but let's be honest. She ain't, I wasn't she ain't always working. I wasn't working. So, I feel like I'm always working. I'm always monitoring. <laughs> listen, listen, you may post you scrolling post? and buy nothing, sell nothing. That's not working. Just trying to get – trying to work and get my crap out of my home. No. <laughs> so I, since October 1st, have spent a total of 25 days with no sleep on those social platforms. Okay, but you're whistling. But I also feel like you should – I asked – I said I said a quarter. I'll pay. <laughs> that was the phone looking at my fingers. Um, what are you doing on your phone? We're in a podcast. Someone, someone said the bake group. She wrote, Becca wrote, it's kind of like this group is the party part of the mullet. <laughs> okay. So the, the there's now four sugar cookie marketing groups, affiliations. Yeah. There's sugar cookie bookies where you learn and Laura keeps you in you, line. You read. You read. <laughs> then you got sugar cookie marketing, which is like business in the front, and then baking with sugar cookie marketing, which <laughs> is the whole part in the back. <laughs> but because I don't admin the baking group because I don't know what you guys are asking, Corey has let it go to crap daily as she's there on her phone. <laughs> and then there's a cookie college group if you're wondering which one you're missing out on. And that one you shouldn't be missing out on. Please Someone said, Corey is my favorite twin here. Heather's my favorite twin there <laughs> that's my answer <laughs> anyways it's Corey's on our phone i'm talking okay, about I'm phone sorry. addiction i'm monitoring the baking group but i'm crack-a-lacking now <laughs> this week and everyone's ears all right welcome pop. to baking it down well, you know, podcast you just <laughs> <on my> <laughs> i'm not done talking about my oh, God. so what i wanted to say was that i was listening to a book on addictions and things put your phone no down. i'm tuning out i've already listened to oh, this before <laughs> literally on a podcast of two people and you're the other half all right miss debbie downer go ahead Corey feels guilty it's like the same person at church who leaves before the altar call no no guys let me explain it i don't feel guilty but imagine if you don't have an issue but someone around you you has an issue texting right now on a podcast (laughs) i'm bored of hearing the conversation again (laughs) okay guys if this hurts your feelings you might have an issue and if you turn me down you also might have an issue and if you're on your phone right now on a podcast with me you might have an issue (laughs) 
to Baking It Down podcast <laughs> with Sugar Cookie Marketing. You have made it to apparently the Debbie Downer intro. Um, then we head over to Marky Minutes Business of Baking, do a little business, a little baking course coverage because me and Heather have a course to cover. Head over to voicemails. We're only doing two today because Heather's getting a little spicy. And we head to group stuff. That's lives. That's just it, lives. <laughs> if we did a, a cookie collab, it'd be there too, but we haven't done one in a hot minute. Twinterest. I don't have one, but I'm going to think about it while Heather's talking. Sponsors. Mailbag. Good. Anyone thinks. <laughs> if anyone thinks I went to the mailbag this week, okay, UPS sent me an email. You are like, correct. <laughs> please, please get your crap. I feel like crab, I was just there crud. and they gave me four letters. I know and it's I said, a lady that's sending right. us magazines. That I said, please stop sending us magazines. It's for clients. I will go this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so into the marketing minutes. I want to talk about. I see a lot of people have a lot of offerings on their menu. That's cool options. The more options they give people, the more they buy. Red Robin, the, 31 the flavors. The more people you'll reach because you have right. something for everyone. Yeah, everyone will like it. And if I don't have this and they can't buy it. Okay. So we work with a client who does remodeling, mm-hmm. kind of higher end remodeling. Huh? Yeah. So they sent us an email saying, hey, we're taking – so their biggest projects, their project range, what, 50000 to upwards of 350000 Yeah. Uh, the three hundred fifty thousand you're talking about, like, like fully gutting a, a kitchen of a large mansion, upper part of the house. <laughs> yeah, they do second floor additions. additions. Okay, so this is the emails like, hey, we're taking off additions. Our our biggest sales price item. We're taking it off. We're no longer offering it. Is that not? No, you're gonna lose a the three hundred thousand dollar to three hundred thousand dollar job. They're no longer offering it. They, we don't want our website to mention the word. Home edition. We'll close her down because there's no way you're going to survive this one. Right. So, okay. Then the natural thing is, hey, just curious, what, you know, what's the motive? I didn't ask. They told that the motive was, even though it's our highest ticket item, it's our biggest sales price, our margin is so low, it is not worth it. We actually make a higher profit margin on the smaller jobs. So when you do add a second level to a home, you're taking a lot of carpenters off the field on this one project. Mm -hmm. An additional carpenter is an entire salary added to a project that maybe that they could be dispersing that on a kitchen and bathroom model where the mar- where the sales price is low but the margin is high. Yeah, with the options and everything like that. So Courtney and I were talking about I mean that makes extreme logical business sense. If it's it may look like a lot of money when the check comes in, 200,000, but if you turn around and pay out 190,000, mm. it was a $10,000 job. Yeah. Profit job. Uh, so we're talking about cookies and some of you guys are super talented. All of so. you're talented. <laughs> She's talking about me as the untalented one. Some of you, but not all of you. I'm just kidding. You guys are really talented, but I would like to wager. I'm the non-baking twin, so I can have this opinion and not offend anybody. And I will will tell her if she is incorrect or correct. Some of the most talented cookies are actually probably operating at a loss for some of you. Thousand percent. One million percent. So, like... When I look, and your all's cookies look so impressive to me, but some I'm like, wow, that's an extremely lot of detail, especially like the knitted sweaters. Oh, the baskets. Uh, uh, mm. Oh, mm. like wow, that is so attractive. However, when I see this big fat like fishtail mermaid, yeah, three colors, hardly any details. I'm th- assuming you guys are probably pr- charging within a couple dollars of each other. But one of those cookies took a ton of time. 100%. But it didn't have a high profit margin. Mm-mm. So really, from a business perspective, regardless of the t- sheer talent that that one cookie took, from a business perspective, it's the simpler cookie that is the move. It is 
I here, don't get me wrong. Instagram, I love to like the complicated cookies on Instagram because I'm like, oh, that there's so much time and talent that went into that. But when I think about it, the money and the time that goes into that one specific cookie is so much less than doing one big white ghost with black eyes. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. So you could do like an actual rendition of a ghost moving through a haunted forest. That's impressive. However, your margin gets eaten up by your time it takes to create that cookie. Now, and you're like, no, you price higher. Not everyone's pricing higher. A thousand percent, a lot of people do not price higher for those detailed sets. I'm going to say, say something crazy is eventually, yes, and I know people are going to have an uprising, you can price yourself out of your market. What? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's like a lady in the group and she does a phenomenal cookies and she charges just such a high rate. has a couture package. Okay, but you see she uses the word couture. Yeah, I know like what I'm getting. it's like $200 a cookie. But we also, doesn't kidding. she live That's in McLean? No, she doesn't live close. She doesn't? Uh-uh. Oh, Do you want me to well, there's a lady, quickly? no, there's a lady who lives in McLean who charges uh, a lot per cookie, but it's couture. She's using these, these words that said, I'm charging so much because this is an experience. Now it's no longer in like the sugar cookie world. It's, it's graduated to something else. Like what is she charging? What is she I don't doing? remember. She had oh. made an, each cookie was an individual, perfect looking antique car. And she had made a set. Oh, she lives I, in remember, yeah. she I don't know who that is. So, but, but it was like super impressive. I know we we know who you are. It sounded so mean. I don't know who she is. Oh, I know who you are. But I I, I can actually see the yeah, cookies see in the my cookies mind. <laughs> and I, I can't see your tiny profile picture in my mind. However, so that's a whole different thing. Now when we're talking about the average type of order. Mm-hmm. So the average, the, the you know order that's really carrying it on its back i actually love those orders yeah those orders are where your highest margin is i went to panera the other day and panera's remodels have just this chef's kiss they're love just it. a nice little place love hey the panera close to me has a drive-thru oh that's great okay so i went to panera and walk in there's a kiosk right at the door don't even have to talk to anybody my favorite kiosk remembers my little keypad or my phone number or whatever yeah. my credit card it remembers something the about slidey me slidey thing the slidey thing did and then it's walking me really through an extremely, extremely easy purchase process. Oh. I did get a little tripped with the UPIC too. I thought I was adding and it was deleting. But I came back around. <laughs> you need to add it to your bag. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought it was added, but I yeah, added no. it on my baguette. You can't just put it on the computer. <laughs> Don't add it to bag. <laughs> add it to baguette. So, okay. Then I go through and I'm like, it's like, hey, would you, I don't know, would you like a soda? Well, now that you, you mentioned it, girl. So I'm like, okay, I add the soda to bag. It's like, well, hey. Do you like a cookie? Okay, I think the Panera cookies are kind of unattractive, but I think they are the best tasting thing in the world. If I've gone to I don't Panera, even like lemon, and I like their lemon. I know. <laughs> I've gone to Panera five times and they didn't sell that every time, and I've had a little tear. I can go to my Panera. My Panera reward. <laughs> when I went to Panera, the cookie was over three dollars. It may have been three dollars on the nose, but definitely wasn't two. I thought it was two ninety five. Uh, I don't know. This Panera was in Kingstown. Okay. So I was paying Panera model prices. <laughs> so, and uh, I, I bought it. I didn't even want it. I loved it. Ate all of it. But it was not an attractive looking cookie. It was not an attractive looking cookie. And they don't care. Because they know it tastes good. And they know they made it really and easy they have for me to buy it. About a bazillion of them every morning. Apparently. And they're not enough for Woodbridge. You, who, who are you guys doing with them? <laughs> you know. I'm just buying one. <laughs> so when you think about that really intricate cookie... I want you to say, hey, I'm making this cookie. I'm not making it for my clients. I'm making this cookie for Instagram. I'm using it to manufacture engagement. And it's a marketing tactic for me to create this extremely 
detailed cookie. Mm-hmm. And then what I'm going to put in my portfolio is my heavy hitter cookies. These cookies, I can pump them out. White I don't have to think eye. twice. I don't have to take a class in order. And But I want to offer my clients the best. What do you say? Your clients are ordering not the best. They like these basic things. My clients like unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> so unicorns. If unicorn is the number one sold set, mm-hmm. your portfolio better have a lot of unicorns in it. Yeah. And not unicorns that are actually horses standing on their legs that you've made out of cookie and sugar art. It's got to be a basic cookie. A cartoony one. Because when you start in your portfolio, I don't think that every cookie you ever make should be in your portfolio. I think the cookies that you want to make because they're easy to make should be in your portfolio. thousand percent. Because Um, you got to look in margins. And if you're, you know, crazy basket weave sweater. When a client lets me do what I want. I hate it because, I, you know, I, some people are like, I love it. I can only, like, flourish when I get to do what I want. I, I get so lost in the weeds because I'm like, I have to do every technique I know so I can impress these people. But the amount of time that goes into those, I'm I'm wasting so much time trying to impress them with every technique that they never, ever wanted. And I'm the only one losing. Because they would have been happy with more of a You're basic You're losing set. money in the form of time. 1,000%. Hey. So think about it. Are your cookies whole house additions? And should be should they be kitchen and bathroom models, the heavy hitters that everybody wants. So you have your highest margin down. You have your process dialed in. You don't have to do anything crazy. You don't have to go anywhere crazy. You don't have to be stressed because that flower might pluck off and shatter. Mm-hmm. And you're here to have that business mindset, but, which I know people are like, this is art. But if you want to offer those complicated sets because that's what brings you joy, you need to charge accordingly. I'd say, Colin, what did you say? Uh, couture. couture. Gourmet, whatever you want to call it, that says, hey, this is what I like doing. This is going to be extra because it's special order. Um, Those kind of things kind of separate, hey, Mercedes has packages. You can get a Mercedes in, what, five different packages? AMG, GT, Brabus, blah, blah. And, okay, when you start adding a lot of words to a Mercedes, you know you're going to be paying more. Yeah. Because it took a lot more time to make. It took a lot more research and development. Mm -hmm. So when you look at your cookies, like, what – what are you telling your clients to dream about versus what is truly making you the most money? Now, could the remodeler say, look at this entire house we built, but they're not home builders. And to show a client, like, I can build a house. And the client's like, well, then build me the house. Well, no, that's actually going to take too many of the carpenters off the job sites where we're making the largest margin. Yeah. But, man, could you have an ego post about this beautiful house? Absolutely. But you're sacrificing your margins. And I hate to bring it to the unschmexy version but business is business business is not ego and when ego kind of creeps into business i feel like we're making judgment calls that may not be founded in what economics says Mm -hmm. is true a lot of times when i post fancy sets of course i'll get a lot of likes and comments um the front porch cookie set if you know what i'm talking about likes and comments from your clients or from cookiers a little bit of both uh it depends where I post it. Instagram, it's 100% for cookiers. Oh. Made by cookiers for cookiers. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw a coffee there once. <laughs> but that's why I make those complicated sets is for the likes of the cookiers because I get a lot of likes. Were you intentionally doing that? Was it done with intention? <laughs> Great. And that's fine if you're doing it for intention. Hey, I want to take this class that's really using isomalt. Yeah. And but more. do I want to do a front port well, I obliterated <laughs> do, that. Do, do, do I want to do a front porch set for a client? No, because that would take me so much time. And it would it, I would have to price it so high to make it worth it. So I put up little ghosties with black eyes because that's what I want people to order. I can knock those bad boys out lickety-splittily. Right. So put that in your portfolio. Yes. Yeah, so and then the what, client, 
if somebody doesn't know it's an option, typically they don't know to pick it. But mm-hmm. if you're like, look at all these amazing things I did. My rate's 350 Okay, do that one. 350 a cookie, that's what I want. But no, that takes triple the amount of time. Right. I would say audit your portfolio. And your portfolio, if you don't have a website, will be your Instagram. It'll be your Facebook feed. It'll be a Facebook album you might have. Mm-hmm. And I would look at those really complicated, beautiful cookies and be like, huh, no, I want. would I do it again? Given knowing no, knowing what I know now, would I do that set again? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. I think you should remove it from your portfolio. And really focus on the sets that bring you the highest margin and by How would you know which time? sets are bringing you the highest margin? Oh, because you checked your time and you know your costs. Yeah. You know what luster dust costs and how much of it is used in a set. Mm. So maybe luster dust is not effective because it is costly. It is adding an additional cost. So then guess what my portfolio is going to feature? It's going to feature no luster dust. And if you want to add it, there's going to be an additional charge. It's up to you. Yeah. So in my order form, it says my base price starts at 65. Additional things like lettering, metallics, there you go, um, will be an additional cost. And it doesn't say a $5 additional cost. No, it just says an additional cost. Okay. <laughs> I think some grammatical people are dying yeah. there. And based on what they order, what how much it is, it's not just – I have to know what you want. Do you want 10 dozen with metallics on it? It's going to be a different price than just ordering a dozen with metallics on it. But it's not going to be just a $5 upcharge just because you said the word metallics. Now, I think people would think it's wild, but I'm going to say if it's too complex, the thing, the, the technique – do not ever offer it. Do not even let people think it is available for them to point at and say, I want this. Um, Corey and I have the day job of marketing. And sometimes people come to me and they'll be like, can I get a website? And I'll talk to them and I'll be like, huh, that's more work and it's going to eat up my margin, but I, I'm not going to, you know, it's my price is set for this, whatever the service yeah. is. So I turn to them and I say, oh, I don't, I don't offer this, that service that you need. And I walk away from thousands of dollars because it's not thousands of dollars. It's a small margin on top of a bill that was thousands yeah. of dollars. Because the time if is... If I got to get someone a coder to make something special for this little idea they had, mm-hmm. well, that guy's got to charge his worth. And he's going to. Right. And that's going to eat up my margin. So it's not even worth my time. There's yeah. a point at which money is not worth it. And the smartest way to look at it is an expense. A part of your breakdown of a cookie order is your ingredients. Those are fixed. You cannot go negotiate butter at Target. They they don't care. So those things are fixed. But your next biggest chunk of expenses is your time. Your time making the dough. Your time marketing, your time... So more complex cookies is higher cost of ingredients and more time. Yes. Those more cookies. time. So people are... A lot of times when you just... You get the payment, you get whatever it is. Say if you uh, charge $60, you're like, yeah, I made $60. No. You did not make $60. Ingredients, that has to be paid out. Your time has to be paid out. And then whatever's a little bit left is your profit. But a lot of times we're eating up profit that there's nothing. Right. So when your mixer goes to break... You're paying out of pocket. You're stealing from the time that you were paid for mm-hmm. to pay for your equipment costs. That's like asking an employee, like, hey, dude, the dishwasher's not working. Everyone, we're going to take an <laughs> offering. <laughs> yeah, that would be insane. You would be so fast writing a bad review about that employer if they were stealing money from Have your paycheck. You turned down an order for being too complicated. Absolutely. <laughs> but you were able to do it, but you did not want to. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that is extremely Or I refer helpful. them out to someone who loves those kind of complicated details. Or you and can kind of direct them to like, hey, this is what I'm. This is what I can offer you. That's within the wheelhouse. Is this something you'd be interested in? Let them decide. Yeah, someone wanted um, 
just today, she emailed and she said, I need uh, basketballs. Hey, I can do that. And she said, I need a very complicated logo cookie. And I said, hey, with the turnaround time that you're asking, I can do two dozen basketballs. Who did you done already? For the basketballs? I don't know. For the complicated logo? She wants it in two days, ma'am. Oh. So <laughs> I would have to be icing to right say, now. like, hey, I can't offer it. Uh, yeah. So I said, no, I can't do your complicated ones. I can do two dozen basketballs. Need your answer by tonight. To an answer. She is 15 minutes, bet you. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to challenge you to take a lesson from our day job clients and assess what your offerings are. Um, too many offerings, that's analysis paralysis. And we've talked about that on another podcast. But when the offerings that aren't analysis paralysis, now look at what your highest margin is and make a list from highest margin to lowest margin and see if you can trim off the bottom two, the bottom three. Yeah. Um, why would we elect if – opportunity cost. If I'm working on the the lowest margin item that takes the most amount of time, uh-huh. am I saying no because I'm not available to the simple basketball cookies? Is that that's an opportunity cost. I could have had a higher margin, easy basketball cookie, but instead I'm doing a woven sweater into a woven basket that's woven into a front porch set. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll have slow slow times of the month that you can do the woven woven woven. Um but I would definitely try to market for your highest margins. That's why me and Heather really focus on cookie classes because the margins are so high and the time in is so low. Highest margin item we offer. Yeah. So anytime someone buys a custom cookie set, I try to sell them the class. You want to do this yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you can save a lot of money. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would say your challenge this week is if you could sit down with your menu and say, wow, this takes me a lot of time or sit down with your point. But find what is the most time consuming, complex offering or the offering that's eating up a lot of margin and get rid of it. Here's your permission. Mm-hmm. You, you can know get what? rid of it. You know what? I, I only offer one flavor. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> and no one's ever had said anything. Someone's and like, do you offer raspberry? No. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll take the vanilla. <laughs> uh, that's awesome because I don't have to go make now two batches. No. Uh, I don't have to go buy more ingredients, which takes time. And money. Money. Oh, yeah. Raspberries is, what, are you just making a vanilla base and adding raspberries? Not a clue. I don't make it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something to keep in mind. If you're saying, like, wow, I feel like I'm not making a lot of money, what are you offering? Do you know when I was figuring out which vanilla cookie recipe I wanted, I tried a few, and I went with the one with the cheapest cost of ingredients, but there were so many that I tried, them, and it's got, like, weird ingredients in it and i was like well maybe that's just fancy adding to the cost of it Mm -hmm. so then i have to raise my base price even higher to associate for the cost and then feel guilty for charging my worth and go down and then Mm -hmm. i make less so i said nah we're gonna do the eggs flour here's an ebb and flow if you want a really high uh ticket item then you need a high ticket target audience Mm -hmm. and then your marketing needs to look high ticket Yes. Um, but you like your uh, kind of more approachable, LOL, funny jokes, jokes, you know, I'm the average, your average home cookie baker. Yeah, let me make those Right, so you're going to have to come off that deluxe couture packaging with the but gold. I, I am pretty highly priced for this area. Not compared to McLean, lady. Not compared to She's McLean. She's out the water. Man, I'm looking like a snipe. She makes, but every cookie is a one-off. Yeah. And it's like, it's like she's an artist and she was just I'm not an artist. cookie medium. I will give you 12 ghosts. 
You're the ghost. The mermaid tails seem to be a huge hit. Okay, but those took so long. Okay, not the mermaid tails, but okay, what else is that? You said unicorns? unicorns. I've seen the same horse head from you like 30 <laughs> Uh But the mains do take a little bit of time. Okay, well, then what do you want I to did, say? The donuts once were great that donuts I did this past good. week. Any Anything that's a pumpkin, because that's just pumpkin straight out there. Um, I have an order for 40 hearts. This week. Hearts is good. Yeah. Pastels, man. <laughs> so then if Corey can say, here's my body of work, when it helps your audience kind of know where you're, not where your skills at, but where you're willing to leave your skills at. Um, you guys can do some crazy stuff, but I would probably not have it in my portfolio if it wasn't something but I, I love to do. I love liking them on Instagram, but I'm a cook gear and I'm not going to buy it from you. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So that was my little piece. Okay. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I'm an addict to cell phones, apparently. And I cook. Okay, lead the next one because you had a really good foundation. We discussed this at the Olive Garden. The group is in a feisty, kind of uh, angsty, dry January into dry February. Yeah, but like crazy December, we're tired. January, we're sleepy. February, where's my sales? There's a lot that goes on in January that hits the cookie world a little harder than most. If you look at a Google Trends report for United States searches of sugar cookies, December is almost five to six times higher than the searches you see in Valentine's Day. Tis the season. We have price anchored. We have not price anchored, but the theory of anchoring. We have anchored ourselves to the high that is Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. And then we fall to the low of the reality. Did you know January is not the slowest month of cookies? It's the summer, midsummer. <gasps> Yeah, but it probably feels so slow. Yeah, and here's why. Everyone after December was like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad to take off a couple of weeks. But you took off not only decorating cookies, but marketing those uh, cookies. Because you were busy. You made the money. It was great. You're, t- you're recouping. You retired. worked hard. A lot of people are tired after holidays. They spend a ton of money on Christmas. Uh-huh. So January has a lot of things moving and not necessarily in our direction from our own moods of being exhausted after Christmas. Corey and I didn't teach a class in January. Yeah, we skipped it, man. We always skip January. Well, I was happy about it. Yeah, so we didn't teach a class in January. You have one. January's just a sad month. Sorry for my January babies. Everyone's but you guys hit got with those bills month. from the Christmas. You, yeah, you got your Christmas bills. There's no like uh, like holidays. Valentine's Day. I never get off work. It like has no. to fall on a weekend. Yeah. And then we live in an area where you're not touching a reservation here. Uh-uh. The Olive Garden will be untouchable <laughs> on the days leading up to it. Yeah. And then also then you have, so this hiatus of holidays, then nobody thinks about Valentine's Day until the last two weeks. So I used to basically live at Wegmans. Yeah. So much so that someone came up to me and said, you're off today? I said, I don't work here. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> People, when I would go into the Heather's Wegmans, would, would say hello to me. And I had to, to keep up her persona and respond as some Heather. Friend, some friend hey, the how you shop. doing? Keep them good. I'll Me and the vegetable more. guy. We were good. Yeah. We were good. So when you go into Wegmans, let's say, uh, two weeks ago, okay, the 12 dozen long stem roses are like 12 to $15. Okay. Typically 12 Beautiful roses, great. Somehow, they find themselves from the back of the store in the floral department to the front, in front of the produce. It's uh-huh. the first thing you see. It is like... It's when you walk into Wags and you it's grab crazy. your Cardi there. Right before you're even in the store, they're there. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. As soon as you turn the bend around the little inconvenient wine cart in the weird... <laughs> clearly, our fruit was going bad, so we turned it into a smoothie cart. <laughs> you see this just barrage of Valentine's Day and those flowers that were just in the back a mere yeah. week ago. Somehow it was sprouted legs and walked over the front and then sprouted an additional $35 <laughs> price tag. Those 
roses that were just $12 are now $35 two weeks out from Valentine's yeah. Day. The day before Valentine's Day, you can't touch them. Everything's Valentine's the, Day. The only ones that are left are the wilted, wilted guys. It says a lot about your love miss, life, too. Miss, <laughs> if you're waiting for the last second. Um, yeah, you might try buying cookies at that point and save, save your night. But how crazy is that? So I think we look at cookie people and be like, everyone is placing so many early orders in December. December has a long hype train because as soon as Halloween hits, you start to think holiday season. Oh, yeah. You've got them all racing to put on Christmas music. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You're, there's like, no Valentine's Day music. <laughs> there's no Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a weird holiday that's in the middle of February. So January sees nothing, and it gets cookie people really worried. Also, they took off. That's a natural thing. But you didn't take off your expectations. Yeah, you took off everything, your marketing, your time, but you, you still think of December sales. And then the caveat is that last year, COVID was kind of fresh and new. Now it's old hat and everywhere. But a lot of people were looking for alternatives, which cookies, these DIY kits were a lot of fun. Yeah, because a lot of people were forced to be at home last year. and then So our, like, our targets were searching for us. Yes. So now we got rest on our laurels and we're like, well, they'll come find us. But the, the yeah. target audience has moved along. Yeah. Next best thing. We have to go look for them. Back to marketing. So it's easy to compare a lot of things in February and say, my marketing isn't working. Panic, panic, panic. Marketing never changes. And then, can I just, can I add this little thing here? <laughs> if If someone went to custom order and you're so hell-bent, can I say that? Hell-bent. Uh-huh. Heck-bent on, <laughs> on Valentine's Day pre-sales that you're turning custom orders a sure thing away just so you can offer the pre-sales that might tank. Why not say, oh my goodness, we're sold out on the pre-sales and focus on the custom orders. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Pivot, pivot. It's okay. You're not a failure. You did not fail. You're still making money. If people want custom orders, focus on the custom orders and just forget the pre-sales. I know you put time in, but Heather calls them sunken costs. You can't go back and get it. You can't go back and get it. But what you can do is maybe like get some custom sales. Can't go back and <laughs> the big game, the Super Bowl, I'm not sure if I can say that, is coming up. Did you try to sell some Super Bowl kits? You know people are going to have those parties. Pivot. 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 Okay, but here's the thing. If something doesn't sell. My little baby child, my baby girl, my baby boy. It's fine. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means you found one new thing that doesn't work. Corey and I had a uh, – we decided we were going to do a July 3rd class. July 3rd. Uh, I don't know. We I thought it was a great idea. We're going to do, like, fireworks and – And people are going to love it. Yeah, it had some cute punny name or something. America the Delicious. I don't know what it was. <laughs> okay. Clearly, the name and the class <laughs> flip-flops. It was all summer. So what we determined it happened is people were traveling and nobody was thinking about cookies the day before. No, they were July. thinking about, the did cooler. you get the hot dogs yes, for the barbecue? Absolutely. Uh, so we canceled that class. I think two people had signed up. It was a, it would have t- cost, you got a private teacher, each of us, and somebody <laughs> would have been stuck with me. <laughs> It <laughs> just been unfair. So we refunded them, say we're so sorry, gave them a discount to a future class yeah. if they wanted to, and then said, hey, don't do J- J- July 3rd. That's just not a day. So now our July class is mid-July, end of July, and I think we're doing uh, Barbie cute cookies. Yeah, but it w- I don't see us as a failure there. I say, okay, we learned our lesson. Now we're going to scoot you back. Because but if now I stop teaching classes after that, oh, you left so much money, money on the table. So I like Corey's comparison is right now in the group, as a mod, as an admin, 
Yeah. It is. Clearly, I'm seeing everything, so I never look off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of negativity. And I get it. It's because it is a negative time of the year. It's cold for a lot of us. There's a lot of snow here. Weird February blizzards that took yeah. over the United States. And then it's just no. And then you have, like, the height. You got to. It was so fun in December. Then January is like back to work, New Year's resolutions. Yeah, kicking uh, it. I'm budgeting New Year's budgets uh, and everything like that. So don't think, don't let it come back and you and be like, I'm a failure. When um, these times are slow, and let me promise you, your July will be slow. It is the slowest time for cookies. Nobody feels it though because they're not paying attention. It's fun outside. They're they're going on their own vacation. Right. Yeah. Um, these are the months to sit down and game plan the rest of the year. So you get one awesome month in January to sit down and come up with your quarter one to quarter two. Do you know what I do during downtime? Mm. I make cookie sets that I want to make, and I post those pictures. But don't put them in your portfolio because that just negates what I just no, no, no. About. <laughs> These are easy ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> like today, I do have an order this week, but today I said, you know what? Uh, teacher appreciation is coming up, and it's a hot seller for me. Oh, um, that's nice. Do it now, and then have it, it ready for yeah. September. So Kalita Cuts, Kalita Cuts, I don't know how you say it, has an apple with a heart cut out of it. Do you know no. what? I'm going to use it for Valentine's Day, mm. and I'm going to use it for teacher appreciation day. And my samples Back are to school made. day. So you're batching content for the rest of the year. thousand percent. Instead yeah. of sulking, that January is kind of crappy. Did oh, you know? I say crappy? I don't know. Crudly. Last year, I made some Valentine's Day cookies I did not post. Do you know why? So I could post them this year. Nice. So <laughs> I would say, guys, uh-huh. use these slower times that are guaranteed. It's how the trend reports. Not you. You're not a unique snowflake here. It's cold outside. It's not you. <laughs> the snowflakes aren't inside. You're not unique in this being slow, so don't – okay. What you're going to see is somebody's like, well, it's my best month ever. They True. probably didn't take off marketing or they hit the market Or right. they could have had a slower December so they were able to market a little mm-hmm. bit more in December and And you don't January. know if they went to a wedding expo and just absolutely knocked it out of the park. You and it's also know. the time for wedding expos because everyone's put yeah. off getting married. True, guys. True. It's just something – don't compare yourself. But use this time to strategize. Uh, in the Cookie College, we're doing risk assessment. This yeah. is the time to do risk assessments. Melissa Explain was like, that. hey, my – oh, here's my assessment is my Facebook account got hacked and someone ran ads in my account to cost me $300. The assessment is go and change my, my password and take set up two-factor. She said take the last Yeah, pass. she took the last pass course, two-factor authentication, change your password. She said that's a $300 lesson, but it's probably saved me a bunch of money because yeah. she lost her page. Yeah. So risk assessments, business plans, strategies, goals. This is the time. It will get your head out of – Sad. sadness and it will put your marketing mindset back yeah so you could you could almost plan out your if you're doing saint patrick's day if you're doing mardi gras if you're doing easter and mother's day you can get that game plan down now um don't sulk with your valentine's day sales pivot in this moment say okay i'm not really making the pre-sales i'm gonna focus on the big game if you want to spend is. january coming up with a class list for the rest of the year yes and people are signing up because they're it's a, it's up and able to sign up yeah usually in the past we were running with our pants around our ankles <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we, were <laughs> pants. we were just running pants. <laughs> but we would try to get the classes up and we'd be like we have to have usually we try to make a six-week campaign for classes but yeah. we were waiting last minute, and it was getting to a month. And so we built around. it out. We built out our class schedule. Guess what? The cookies, we don't know exactly what the cookie set is, but it, the class says, like, hey, we're coming up with a set <laughs> when we get closer to the day. But here, everyone can sign up between now and December. I do not have to think about it. I have the schedule up. I have it all on the website. Uh-huh. 
And now I can focus on something else that moves my business forward. I can take the Facebook ads course and create ads that support that. But if you're looking in just an inch in front of you, there's a mile that you could be preparing for that's a lot happier and will put you in a great place. Is it is it sad you made the samples and it's not working out how you thought it was? Thousand percent. That's why I say don't don't offer a lot so you won't be so sad. (laughs) But I'm just saying you can pivot. It it's not always a loss if you can focus on customs and you can focus on the football stuff. If it's you don't, okay, here's another thing. A lot of you guys don't have email lists. No wonder why you're January dry. Yeah. <laughs> go, <laughs> go sit down and create, get, go back through last year and find every email, every name, what their order was, what their order date was, and create a little CRM in an Excel spreadsheet. Guaranteed in the history of your baking, someone has a birthday in February that has bought birthday cookies from you in Could you imagine February. if someone's like, hey, Heather, happy birthday. I know it's November 22nd, uh, 112288. <laughs> I just want to check in if you had one place an order because we're about two weeks out from your birthday. Now would be the perfect. Your sister really likes cookies. And <laughs> but if someone emailed me and said, "Hey, Corey, your son's birthday is in February. You bought from us last year. Just wanted to see if that's something you'd been." If someone reached out to me, and I'd be like, "Oh my goodness, I didn't even think about it." You ask a question. The cheapest lead you'll ever have is somebody you've already sold to. So already did the cost of make acquisition. Make them email list. And if you don't have the email list, see if you have their emails and write them a little Paypal emails. And if you took my email course, you'd know that technically, if you collected somebody's emails, as long as they have the ability to unsubscribe, it is legal to email them. Ah. Oh, that brings us on to the course covers. Go ahead, girl. Yeah. Course. Oh, talk about the one you did this week. Oh, the copy. copy. Yeah. Okay, so. Case on. Case on. <laughs> Uh, a lot of you guys kind of get in the group and you're like, I just I just see a wall of white paper when I sit down to write my copy. I don't know what to say. Uh, guess what? They're called copywriting formulas. And you'll see Corey and I actually use them all the time. And people are like, wow, how did you write that? That's genius. No, it's not. It's a formula. Corey and I are not smart people. No, but we've done it for years. We've been not smart for years. <laughs> yeah, so you kind of learn the tips and tricks to get around the not smartness. So uh, we covered in the cookie college. I actually threw in. It was five copywriting formulas that I like and I threw in an extra one just to okay you know give me a little options but I really like and I'm going to cover this one copy formula in the main group a little taste test of what the cookie college kids get okay. um, but it's the AIDA formula so Can we call it AIDA I, I don't know AIDA I did in the AIDA class okay it is a, getting somebody's attention building up an interest Love making it. them desire it yeah and then showing them how they that's can that's how me and you write yeah, that's all right. That's this is the. It was made in the 1800s. It's a it's a oh. age old, well, proven to die work. hard. <laughs> 200 years behind it. Right. So let's do let's do an Ada workshop right now, on okay. the cookie college. Okay. So, hey, do you have a hard time marketing your cookies in January? Is slow, January slow for you? Yes, it is. What if I told you I have 500 people working to make January not as hard? What? Yeah, um, we have a, something, it's called the Cookie College, and it's like a mastermind group where you have 50-plus marketing courses that are going to help you turn dry January into dough January. Where do I where You can do go I to thecookiecollege.com right now and sign up. You can lock in 2022 pricing, and guess what? I can't ever raise a price on you if you buy it today. I would, but Stripe doesn't let me. <laughs> Throws money at microphone. <laughs> okay, so if you find yourself struggling with that, if that was like, okay, and you feel like, Here's what isn't copy. Valentine's Day pre-order is now open. Valentine's pre-sale is now closed. <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank, thank you, Janice, for turning 98. I appreciate your Really order. enjoyed the set. 
Thank you to my customers. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. This was obviously <laughs> shared from Instagram. So when we can, if you're not excited, the audience is not going to be excited. So you've got to be excited in your copy to elicit in people their attention, their interest, their desire, and then an action to take to get that. I almost Another- like to use my photos to, to stop people. But then I use my copy when it comes to business on my cookie page to connect with people um a lot of times my copy has nothing to do with the picture right that's a great point but people read it if it's interesting and people read copy top to bottom right so if your most hooky sentence is at the bottom guess what no we're gonna read it no it's got to start at the top absolutely uh so you know it's funny when we first started this podcast in podcast number seven Corey said, hey, guys, go to the group and said, I can't believe the twins said that on the podcast. And that's all we said. We said, please just do that. Our numbers are low on the potty. It was crazy how much. They almost had triple the listens for the longest time than any other podcast because that first sentence was such a hook. Uh-huh. It was it was juicy gossip. Juicy gossip. Like, I can Are we going to start gossiping on the podcast? Then someone in the group, it was so funny. She, they're just like, I, I'm not going to go listen to it, but I don't like these twins. So think about when you're offering a cookie. Like, I cannot believe I just did this, but I accidentally baked an extra set. And we're going to do a giveaway. Something like that. Get me hooked and drag me through it. A couple other um, formulas we covered is before and after bridge. Hey, Corey, do you not have anything to do this weekend? No. What if you're stuck at home all weekend? I am. Well, come to cookie class. Gosh, darn it. Right. So before and after bridge is here's where you are. Here's where you could be. And I'm going to show you how to get there. All right. Bored? Not bored? Wait. Okay, but that is called the Cookie College, and it's a course that we have. It's membership. Not course. Oh, sorry. It's a membership. Why? Because there's 50 courses. You'll never guess what the twins said on the Cookie College. (laughs) (laughs) But you get get access to those 50 courses. You get access to Heather's digital downloads, um, which are these squares. And it's almost like if you're like, I'm so busy right now, I cannot make my own content. Heather helps you with Facebook Facebook page. Scrolling. Doom scrolling. (laughs) She makes you these digital downloads, and you can sub out the pictures she has in there with your own stuff. Yeah, I make Um, it for free Canva. And I'll also make it for Photoshop. Yeah, so you can. And Heather tells you how to edit it in free Canva and Photoshop. So when you download those. But you get it in the you get it in the Cookie College. Then you get access to the private Facebook group. And that's probably um, the funnest part, the most fun, okay. funner part. Right. Heather's digital downloads are kicking. <laughs> <laughs> right, here's the courses. So today, well, I actually got it done early because a couple of people asked me to. The course drop, Copywriting 101. I take you through six different formulas. Then we work on a worksheet that you can download and answer the question to yourself to mm-hmm. build out the formulas mm-hmm. you like. Um, and the whole time I'm walking you through how to do it for a cookie class, how I do it for the cookie college to demonstrate what these formulas do. Right. Um, every other Monday, we have a get to know your cookie college membership where I answer your questions live in the cookie college, uh, walk you through your cor- course material, everything you need to know to really get the bang for your buck. And then on February 19th, we have intro to creating post flyers and menus in Canva. After that, we're doing Getting Organized with Cloud Storage, which will be specifically Google Drive. And hopefully we're going to have a business budgeting course in there soon. Fingers crossed. I got an email. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's not top of me. We'll have some guest speakers. And um, working on someone teaching a TikTok how-to. Yes. Reels and TikToks. Uh Using InShot on an iPhone. So I don't teach that because I don't have an iPhone. True. Um, But yeah, just trying to get the content out there that people are really looking to level up there. 
Um, and so. they got freebie photos today. I um, I take photos for the people in the Cookie College to help them save them time and to have content to post. And it's always kind of sales or it's always engagement driven. Um, so you're like, well, I don't make sugar cookies. No, you don't necessarily need that. But but we're at voicemails. Voicemails, which are two texts. Hi, ladies. It's a two two four. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for the show. I really appreciate all of your help. I'm a new baker that just started selling customs mid-January, and Valentine's Day is my first holiday pre-sale. Sales seem okay, but every order I agonize over the customer thought. Twice I've gotten photos of a person enjoying their cookie, which is great, but I want them from everyone. So I was thinking of implementing a survey system, but I'm clueless what the questions could cover and how to ask. I really do want constructive feedback, and if something is off, to change that now. However, I'm also slightly terrified that the, of the survey feedback, which is also why I haven't sent any requests to leave a review. Any tips? Thanks. Here's the thing: you ask for someone's opinion, they're gonna get you're it. gonna get it. Um, when I know that I've done a set exactly the way they wanted, uh, donut grow up. I gave them some donuts and a number. I am assuming the good review. Hey. I made these cookies for you. You seem very excited. Would you mind helping me out and posting a review? That's the the feedback I want. <laughs> let me let me give you a little insider tip. If somebody really doesn't like something, they'll let you know. They will <laughs> find you and they will let you know. So I would say that we sorry, I touched my mic mm. with my ring. Mm. I would say that you gotta trust a process that the person that hired you hired you because they wanted what you created. If it were my business. Which doesn't mean it has to be your business, but mm-hmm. I would not waste my follow-up email asking for negative feedback. What I would do is say, thank you so much for ordering for me. I really appreciate you letting me be a little a part of your celebration. It means a lot to me. If you wouldn't mind taking two seconds to leave, even if it's just hitting the five-star button, it would be great. If you have any issues with the order, let me know here so I can fix them. There you go. That's all you need. But... The odds of, if you keep this correspondence, the, so I was listening to a book on addiction, cell phone addiction. <laughs> the anticipation of your client getting their order is where they're the most active with you. Uh-huh. Once they got it, well, you're not giving them anything else. Now they're no longer interested technically. Yeah. If you ever see me, like every time I buy something on Amazon, I'm like, I bought something and it's like, hey, would you like to review it? No, I don't even remember what I bought. Yeah. I don't want to review mm-hmm. it. The odds of me opening three emails after the the um, correspondence is done, I've gotten my product, are zero to none. Yeah. So I would not be wasting that one most valuable follow-up email asking for feedback because feedback has a 50-50 shot of being negative. But if somebody sends you even positive feedback, now you have to have another correspondence saying, would you mind taking that and posting it to my Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, because you're like, okay, can I have your feedback? And then it's good. Okay, well, can you post that here? Probably not. Uh, now it's bad. Now you have to be like, I'm so sorry about your order. Right. Either way, there's more work with even less results. Fewer results? Sorry, grammatical people. Oh, they're going to hate yeah. us. <laughs> so if it were my business, 224, I would say use that and assume that you did the everything that client wanted. It's okay to assume it. You You are the expert here. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I bought the Ann Taylor Loft clothes and then Ann Taylor Loft said, hey, would you leave a review so other people know what you thought? Now, do I have the risk of being like, hated it. Yeah. Hated it. But what are the odds that I'm going to do that? One, I'm probably not going to leave a review anyways. And two, yeah, you run the risk of somebody being like, well, I hated you. I hated it. Um, but you're a small business and you operate quite differently than a big conglomerate. Uh, people don't see Ann Taylor Loft as a lady named Ann 
who's tailoring <laughs> in the loft. <laughs> so I think that you have the benefit of being a small business owner that has a face to a name with these people. And if they have an issue, they can reach out to you. If not, assume that they were happy and ask, ask them for, for that review. review. Send them the link to your Facebook page. Here's one thing I'm going to guarantee everybody. You will get a bad review. At one point in your life, if you're a business owner, mm. you will get a bad review. Now, how are you going to mitigate it? Don't take off your emotional cap and put on your business cap. <sighs> Take one deep sigh, breathe <gasps> your nose out through your mouth, mm-hmm. and say, how am I going to stop this? Oh my God, how can I get in front of this? Can I ask for five positive reviews? Yeah. Which can I just- pad my reviews now so when I do get that bad review, it doesn't say 3.2? If you could please everybody, how, what kind of person would, could you possibly be? Corey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we have people get removed from the group all the time, not because they're necessarily bad people. All the time? What are you doing? (laughs) They're on a tight ship. (laughs) Not because they're bad people, because we just don't drive. Uh, Their values and the values that this group is going to be operated on, which, you know, has to be the moderator's values, they just don't align. And that's fine. And if they left me a bad review, well, I have a a bunch of other people who leave a positive review. Take that. Like that. All right, voicemail number two. Hi, twinsies. My name is Michaela, and I own the little cookie barn over in the good old state of New Hampshire. Queso. She actually wrote out queso. My question is, is it cheesy uh-huh, to make a Facebook post asking for either Google reviews or Facebook recommendations? I don't want to look desperado, but the cookie little tags I attached to my package mentioning a review are just not cutting it. Also... If I do make a post and get multiple reviews in a short amount of time, will I get flagged? I know Yelp does this if you get too many at once. Thank you both for all you do. I don't have a favorite twin, but I did have two fangirl moments with Corey. Once, when she commented on my logo for the Cookie Club and told me she thinks mine was one of her favorites so far. Then again, when she messaged me thinking I was the mom of the cute little girl who stole the show at CookieCon. My mistake. Oh, yeah. She posted her and I was like, you're her mom. (laughs) (laughs) Great question. But bringing us back to reviews. Now, Michaela brings up a great point. Google used to be the wild, wild west of reviews where you could just get as many reviews as possible. Now they're turning a little bit into Yelp, which means you have to have a a Gmail to leave a a review on a Google My Business. Uh Uh-huh. Um, are they flagging things that are out of the ordinary? Yes, they can, which means they'll hold that review before it posts to your profile. How are we going to get in front of that? We're going to start forming a natural rhythm of reviews being added to that profile. Unnatural, I have no reviews for a year, and then suddenly I have 20. That sounds, okay, guys, yes, you can buy reviews. Absolutely. And they're not the cheapest It's a thing. whole industry it's of review purchasing. In- and you can purchase good ones and you can purchase bad ones. Yeah, which is called negative SEO. So, yes, these reviews have an SEO pool on Google My Business, which is why I encourage people to focus on Google reviews right now Yeah, uh, over Facebook. Facebook is that recommendation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Google My Business, if you're focusing on SEO, that's where I'd put your money. What else does she ask? She says, is it okay to ask in your Facebook page if people would leave you a review? Or is that desperato? If it's desperate, call me desperate. Call me desperate. No. What you want to do is it, you want to ask. Ask me. And then when I do it, make me feel like I'm on cloud nine for helping out your small business. Uh, when when I got this Acura like eight years ago, yes. I uh, took it to like you had to get a 500 mile oil change yeah. to like flesh out the system or whatever. And the guy came out and he was like, hey, hey, I'm just going to be honest. Like it would mean a lot to me if you left me a Yelp review because that's where the boss looks. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, uh, okay, said, using say, the power of copy, no more. I write this absolutely hilarious uh, review on Yelp. And I uh, 
come back in for the next oil change or something. And he comes on, he said, I cannot begin to thank you enough. Oil changes for as long as I work here are on me. That thank you, thank you so much. She printed it out and hung it on the wall. Seasons 52. There's this guy, Sean. We had our first SCM meetup last year, and our favorite waiter knocked it out of the park. He, he was so nice to all the cookie people, and he was nice to us. Stayed later after his time and made everyone exactly what they wanted from the bar. So it was super nice. Heather wrote a fantastic review. Not It was read in front of the entire company, and then it was posted on the wall so much that the other waiters are like, are you kidding me? You wrote him a review, not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matchbox Pizza, it's since closed in Potomac Mills Mall, but they had my review hung up on the wall there for a while. <laughs> Heather loves her. A good review. I love it. But my bad ones are really bad and also fun to read. Because <laughs> once I left this, you know, auto body shop, I honestly really thought they were trying to take me for all their worth. And I said, hey, guys, like, I got, I got it. They failed me on state inspection. We have a safety inspection here. And I took it down the road to another safety inspection. And I said, hey, I'm failed. Could you go see it? And he, he, the guy, the second guy is like, I cannot figure what they failed you for. I just cannot figure it out. So I said, okay, like, you know, first guy, I'm going to leave your review. When the guy I was dating at the time shows up to get his car fixed there, they're like, are you dating that girl with the review? <laughs> and I asked him, can you please ask her to take it down? But they did a bad job. They deserved the bad review. But Heather wrote it as good as she does good copy, bad copy in a bad way. It was hilarious. Okay, but it was they like, still funny. Um, they've since sold. <laughs> so they're probably millionaires. So my little review didn't matter. automotive. <laughs> 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 so I would say ask for that review. You're going to always hear Corey and I say ask for that review because I can guarantee you and it's probably going to hit your worst day in January. You're going to get a bad review. Not because you're a bad person, because you and another person just weren't on the same wavelength. Yeah. And odds are, when you ask for a review, you're not going to get 30 at one time. People have to have a Gmail. They have to actually click over there to make it. It's a numbers game. Ask for 30, you may get two. Yeah. So, no, you're not going to get penalized for getting Facebook reviews. And honestly, when I look at reviews, I don't sort them. I It sorts by uh, most, most helpful. Most and then you can make it go by most recent. But I've never looked at really the timestamp of <laughs> a review. I just look at what they said and what the numbers are. Yeah, if, you, if you're listening to this and you don't have a perfect review score, well, getting enough reviews can uh, turn that up. Anything above a 4.5 is considered an absolutely amazing score. Um, anything below a 3, and I think you got a little bit of work to do. In fact, Google My Business will not show you in any search that says highly rated bot near me. If you want to know what Heather's talking about, she has an SEO course on the Cookie College for you. I don't think I talked about that. But get reviews. Get, get reviews, reviews on Google. Get long reviews on Google. Uh, reviews are now ranking factors. Not your replies, but you should be replying to all of them. Yeah. But what somebody writes in that review, if they said, I had the most amazing sugar cookie in Burke, Virginia. Then somebody says, sugar cookies near me, and they're in Burke, Virginia. Guess what? Yes. That review will pull your Google My Bis- Business listing into the results. Absolutely. Which is why. Okay, one little caveat today. I told everybody, you're if you do not have a house where people can walk in and shop at any hour, <laughs> you cannot have a Google My Business that's not set as a service area. And Google will find you and they will shut down your profile. They'll disable your profile. And it's not always that you can get it back. They will send you a warning. and Or you're going to have someone show up at your house looking to order cookies. Google. Oh, Google. So Sorry. How to close your mouth. Um, <laughs> You're going to have someone that shows up. Someone just got a one-star review because they were like, I showed up at the house. There was nothing for me to buy. Um, Red flag, no. I actually, even though I'm set to a service area, someone called me and said, can I stop by? And I said, "Mm, no. (laughs) 
So you say, why wouldn't Google help us? Google doesn't care about you. What they care about is the end user, the person using Google Maps to find things. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the Maps user says, well, I need something right now because none of us are ever thinking ahead. I need a ba- uh, cake right now. I forgot is my wife's Valentine's Day in a week and Wegmans is only selling wilted flowers. I'm going to drive to a bakery near me because when you think of bakery, you think of a place you can stop into. And when you get there and there's nothing available, that person is upset and Google doesn't want you to make their audience upset. Their target audience isn't you. It's this yeah, person. That's who's putting money in our So bar. what happens? Because yes, guess what? You can buy fake Google My Business profiles because they're so valuable. They're 500 to to $1,000. And they're spoofs of addresses that businesses can't actually, you can't drive up to. Mm-hmm. So Google will find your profile and they will delete it. I told you, you heard it here first. If you're a service area business, even if somebody just picks up, it doesn't mean you're a brick and mortar bakery. Change it to a service area. There you go. Now take us to groupy stuff. Group stuff. Um, past lives. Take better cell phone photography with Amy Russell. Poor Amy. Said, I've never had more stress in my life. My kids started throwing up. Somebody knocked on the door and my iPad died mid-live. <laughs> yeah, so there's but two. She salvages there. it. There's yeah. two links. They're pinned in her Facebook Live in the past events tab on the main Facebook group. Watercolor painting cookies with Erica. My goodness. It was wow. crazy. I need to take it. I think she's more of an artist. I'm a horrendous at watercolor. <laughs> I don't know. She was really talented. My, my cookies either absorb the Everclear and start like <laughs> evaporating the tops. Everclear. <laughs> and then Facebook. I taught this one. Facebook's planner app and a little intro to the, to the cookie college. So instead of just hard selling you guys on the cookie college all the time, which we will still do. Don't worry about that. I want to introduce you to a little bit of the coursework which we covered Facebook's free planner app. It's not uh, an app on your phone. It's an app on the computer. That's what it's called. You'll access it through Business Manager. It's really nifty. You can get it through your page as well. Go to your page, look at the left side, and click Planner. Um, You can schedule stories. You can schedule Facebook and Instagram stories from the same post with different captions. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can change photos into videos and schedule those. You can post ahead of time. It gives you triggers for weird holidays it's keeping track of, so you can make a post on National Pie Day. Yeah. Things like that. It's pretty neat. Okay, quick cover upcoming events. Upcoming events, we have new 1099 reporting law with tax professional Nicole. So it did. It was supposed to be last week, but now it's this week. It's this week, Wednesday at 730. She is a tax professional. She's not a lawyer, so keep that in mind. And keep in mind that laws are different state to state. So when you watch it, ask the questions, but make sure that you're thinking, like, what's the thing I Raj jokes. But she's covering the new 1099 reporting law of that $600 threshold. Yeah. She's dispelling some rumors. Oh, great, because those rumors are rampant in the groups. Mm-hmm. Mastering yeah. client. Are you going to take over this little no, section? You usually go back and forth, but you kind of better. No, you said, Corey, take it over. Upcoming we air. Mastering client communications with Andrea Baker. I like it. Um, Thursday, February 17th, 2022 at 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. So that'll be a late nighter. Cannot wait. Mastering client communications is huge. If you are running a business, this is a live that you need to tune into. Even if you're like, hey, I'm great. I've never said anything wrong. <laughs> Just tune into it because you never know. You need to be that. teaching another location. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we have Egging Yards with Mirity Martin. This is something she does every year around Easter, and it is a money maker for her. Will you lose a little sleep egg in the yards? Absolutely. Is your pockets going to be so green you don't care about it? 100%. And that's February 22nd. There's no time listed on there for some odd reason. I haven't made the event yet. Oh, Heather hasn't made the event, but we got some time for that one. So that one will be fun. If you're looking at an easy way to spring something u- unique to your um, Easter offerings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Twinterest, did you come up with anything? Okay, I'm gonna tell. I got that Dyson wand. Oh, I said that in the last podcast. Oh, man. I tried I did. it, though. Okay. Yeah, your hair looked good. Ah, 
Yeah, it was a, it works aggressively. Uh, but if you, if you're like me, okay, when you look in a mirror and you're like, I don't know why my hand is moving backwards when I wanted it to move yeah. forwards. I can't yep. understand where my hair is in relationship to my hand mm-hmm. in a mirror. Yeah. This is like, no worries, girl. We're going to use physics and air to wrap Just your hair around. sucks your hair. Like, you know, I'm like putting my hair on the wrong side and the hair's like, no, we're going to go around oh, here. Oh, funny. Because it's blowing. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, it's like, it's tucking it in, not blowing. That's what I meant, you weirdo. I'm telling you. Wow. <laughs> like um, Sky Ring's wife had two. She got both. <gasps> well, you ho- sold your other one. I sold mine to my mom. Um, my twin twist is I bought myself a new phone holder to take cookie what? videos. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to tell you. It's. Uh, I'll bring it up next week, but I ordered it off Amazon. Oh. We'll see. I'll, I'll give you my – I was not paid for it, so I'll rip it apart. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to buy – I wanted to do the – face. so I do Facebook Lives here. Yeah. But I want to do Facebook Lives on Instagram at the same time. So someone said, yeah, get your work phone, get your personal phone, and get, you know, my webcam. And then you can turn on your TikTok, turn on your Instagram, do I those lives. For that. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a cluster. So if that – supposedly this holder – Holds your phone at different angles. Like, my problem is I am over a cookie when I'm decorating. So I can't have the phone there because I cannot see. Or the said this bag. cost before we fall in love with it? It's not that much. 70? Ah. Uh, other ones are 150. Ah. So. Shop canvas is 150. Yeah. And I looked at that. I said, you know what? I'm drinking. <laughs> okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay, moving on to sponsors. I'm going to say something about Eddie. Eddie is turning a channel. Too, uh, happy birthday, boy. Eddie! Oh, baby, get around there for a youngin. But um, they actually—I don't know if you guys have an Eddie, but if you're not in the Eddie group, join it. They just hit ten thousand members, and they're also pushing 10, out an, an update, a software update. It'll be their third since they opened, or since they started selling them. But they said it's gonna if you if you're one person to really push Eddie's limits, this will save you some headache because yes. uh, you know Premier is always listening. They're always there. And always, they're always here to help. Yeah. So they said, if you're trying to make Eddie do a lot of crazies things, because he can only do so much, this will help you. If you haven't noticed the issue, you'll, oh, you'll not notice the issue. haven't this, noticed the issue. I haven't right. done anything crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so this should be helpful for them. Um, I'm going to take the next. Uh, Bakety Bake, I'm going to look. I'm pretty sure she has stuff. Bakety Bake is the company that makes a meringue powder called Royal Batch. It is what I use now. I absolutely love it. Um, she is in stock for both the one pound and the five pound. Guys, this stuff is my favorite. It allows you to work a little bit slower. You know, like how if you're flooding a big cookie, like by the time you actually flood it and do your little shaky thing, um, it's already starting to crust on the sides. That's so annoying because then you have to go break the crust. And I hate the look where you can see where like the crust was broken and then it dried. (laughs) But this gives you more time to work it. It gives you a little bit more of a puff, more of a shine. Um, And the reason why, it already has corn syrup in there. So uh, that's an ingredient saver for you. It already has white food coloring in there. So you're going to have bright white right off the bat. You just tripped over your (laughs) head. I feel like an infomercial man. <laughs> and it has vanilla in there. I gotta go! It's bleach black! <laughs> you said this was gonna be a 30 minute podcast! Um, but you can use code TWINS at checkout and save 10%. So it's what I use. I, I really do like it. My other thing, if you're just listening to this for the first time, before I was never able to write with uh, fine tip edible markers because it always poked through and it made my heart sad. Um, this one, you can write on it. Nothing pokes through. Don't know the surgery behind it. Awesome, awesome. Cast Iron, if you're looking for a website 
cast iron will actually set one up for you. It's pretty awesome. And Corey partnered with these cool football cookies where you can yes. click a button and add it to your cast hey, iron remember shop. how we were talking about pivoting? Pivot! So if you are thinking about, if your sales are down, use those cast iron photos. I don't even think you have shop to actually sign, for ca- sign up for cast iron to use them, um, but you'd want to. But you can use those photos and say, hey, who would be interested in football DIY kits? If I can get 10 orders, I'll order the cutters. If, yeah, if I can get these orders, I will invest and we'll start making some oh, you gave them a list of all the cutters and where you got them did, shops. Did. Cool, cool cast iron. Okay, the mailbag is full. So I think it's from full. Bills, I'll be honest. Yeah, and I really whatever. Go, so yeah. But you all, thank you so much. I know we are a day early and a dollar extra. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We'll be posting this today because I will Heather's not going be. out of town. So please go easy on me in the groups as I if will be the only one If you want to post some off topic crappy all year, <laughs> do not do that. They will do that. Don't do it. Don't do that. Don't do it. Just say, I can't believe this twin said that on the podcast again. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna ban first, ask questions later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. See you next week.